The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right, what's going on, everyone? This is Tanner with Trey Thrive, and I have an awesome guest with us today, Sean McLernan. And he is the proud owner of a painting business in New Jersey. One reason uh, that I invited Sean on is because he has really, uh, you know, created a really good foundation for his business. So I'm going to give you the floor, Sean. Tell us about your business. Tell us about uh, how you got started in the painting business. And and most importantly, you know, we're going to dive into that foundation, uh, you know, as we continue on in the episode. So go ahead, man. Tell us, tell us what you got. Yeah, perfect, Tanner. Well, hey, first, I want to just thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I've been watching your stuff for a lot. And now it's good to have, a, you know, a good convo with you. Yeah, man. Um, I'll give you a kind of a walkthrough. You know, my story is kind of unique. I'm a young guy. So I'm 22 right now. 22. Um, yeah, 22, young blood. <laughs> but uh, my story starts when I was 19. So I was a freshman in college, second semester, going to uh, Rowan. I'm sure you know Rowan University. I do. I do. I have. Yeah, I know someone that went there. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to Rowan. I was studying accounting and finance. uh, And I'm sitting in class one day and I have somebody come in with a clipboard that says business internship. There's no details about it, but I thought my name and number and I get contacted and I end up going through some interviews with, you know, somebody mysterious because they didn't give me any details about it. But I ended up getting accepted in this internship, and uh, I found out that the whole, you know, it was called College Works Painting. I'm, I don't know if you've heard of them. Oh, yeah. About their, yeah, they're like so, the biggest uh, yeah, internship the, in, in the country. <laughs> yeah, you, you could call it a quote-unquote internship. It was, I call it a learning experience. <laughs> there, even, even better. Exactly, man. So I get into College Works, I get accepted, and I learn that their whole gig is they teach you how to start a branch of your own painting company for their brand. Right. Uh, and, and what do they, they want to do? Of, license that out to you? So essentially, they're grooming their franchisees? It, 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 uh, kind of. No, they really try to just take profit. And I'll kind of get into, you know, how it yeah, all I'd works. I'd like to hear about that, too. Yeah. So I get, I get into this internship. This is 2017. Um, and they teach it, you know, I'm going to show you how to start a company from the ground up. The first thing they teach you is marketing, different direct and indirect marketing techniques, you know, how to get out there, how to generate buzz and word about your business and your story, uh, how to really sell yourself. And once they taught you how marketing systems work, they had you go door to door, go knocking on doors, and you had like a big opening weekend. You would go out and get like 50 leads in a big weekend and go six hours a day knocking around Haddonfield and Morristown. Yeah. Um, so wow. I went out, I generated uh, 50 plus leads in my opening weekend. Uh, and nice. then they said, Sean, it's time to shift into the sales phase. So they taught you about marketing. Then they teach about sales and, you know, how to handle objections and how to convert and just how to get jobs in your queue ready to go. Um, so the marketing and sales, I loved it. I thought it was so cool. Now, mind sure. you, I never was had any info about painting. I was never a painter. I didn't know anything about painting. Didn't yep. have anyone in my family that did painting. 
but I really just embraced like the, the underlying, you know, methods to marketing and sales. And I loved it. And I was actually my intern year as a top intern in the nation in sales at one point. So wow, in two, in two months, I did 160K in two months. I was, I was rocking and rolling. The kicker is when they taught you production. That's when they really threw a wrench into everybody's, you know, because you can sell whatever you want, but if you can't <laughs> produce it, forget it. <laughs> exactly, man. And their business model was it's it's so laughable. They basically wanted, you know, you go out, you sell these Subs. high end jobs. Well, no, it, well, it's kind of like that, but they had you teach other college kids how to paint. And that's how you produce all these jobs. So we had no actual painters. It was just go pull Jeez. some people that don't have jobs out of your classes tell them you're going to pay them 11 bucks an hour or like, you know, 10 to 12 an hour, which is super low. And the result of that is none of the jobs got produced properly. And Goodness they only got gracious. produced. Yeah. They only got produced properly when I kicked the guys off and said, I'm going to just paint this house Tires myself. Through, yeah. Yeah. So wow. I actually, I ended up painting. So I produced 80,000 of the 160. I gave the other 80,000 away. And everything went well, except for the fact that I made no money because they didn't, you know, what they didn't tell you is they take 50% off the top. And then with the remaining 50%, you got to pay labor, material, Wait a minute. all the Wait overhead. A minute. Slow down, slow down. Cause I almost fell. What'd you 50%, say? 50% off the top. Off the top of the job? And, and Tanner, Tanner, they didn't tell you any of this until you had sold all the jobs. They didn't tell you a single thing about production until you had Bro, sold all like, these jobs. This sounds like a mar uh, pyramid scheme. It's exactly what it was, Tanner. <laughs> and I, I, I went through this. And you can imagine at the end of this, like I, I produced 80 grand worth of work. I basically painted every house myself because I had no painters. <laughs> and yeah. not only did I make no money, I lost money. So it was like, man. Wow, dude, I, wouldn't, I couldn't even imagine giving away. F I get, I get 80 grand. anxious when I have to give the financing company 5%. I can't imagine. 50% because what you would have to do is make up for that on the top. So you're exactly. not going to be able to sell jobs at that price point. And yeah, I guess if you pay two kids 11 bucks an hour, I mean, you can make that work, but who's working for $11 an hour anymore? But yeah. It's and you'll never happen. close out the job because the yeah. people aren't happy with that type of work. So, oh yeah. my goodness. You, wow. you can kind of imagine, you know, that's, that's so, the start of my so, story. So tell me how, like, did you have to sign a contract? Like, was there, like, was there a contract that said that you had to stay within their network yes. for a certain amount of time? What, how, how did that happen? How did you get out of it? So they had well, – it was just a summer internship. But at the very beginning of the internship, which it started in the spring for the marketing and sales, they had you sign the paper like day two. So you didn't know any better that you even signed anything. But down the line, when everyone wanted to quit, they said, you, can't, you don't get any money unless you finish out the internship. So they basically held you there. And I mean, I'm the type of guy to stick something out because that's my personality. So I stuck sure. it out. So many people dropped out and made, they lost so much money because they put so much into it, a lot of driving, a lot of time, and they got no money. So I was stuck in it. But at the end of the summer, you know, they let us go. They did make you sign a non-compete. So I had a non-compete for about for nine how long? Oh, for wow. about, yeah. So I had a non-compete. I, I applied to it the best I could, but I kind of got underway on my own. And, you know, it was one of those deals where at the beginning, at, like when the internship was done, I was sour. I was, you know, you know oh, I can't believe it. But yeah. I kind of learned to just embrace the fact that I learned every aspect exactly. of how to start a business. And yeah. I just had to go do it on my own, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, you know, you look back, you're like, yeah, I mean, it was tough, but they did give you a pretty good understanding. And, you know, 
one thing that I, I know about kind of that business model is that, mm-hmm. you know, essentially the knocking the doors, the finding some contractors, the, you know, and, and, you know, maybe they want you to get employees. But for me, you and I both know, and that's why, you know, I was interested in bringing you on here is that, you know, the employee route, having that loyalty training from within that sort of deal uh, is, is the best approach. So let's exactly. kind of transi- transition into tell me about present day. What the heck's going on? in your business, tell us the name of your company, uh, you know, a little bit about what the systems look like for you at this, at this moment. Yeah, of course. So, um, present day, my company is Audubon painting and remodeling. So we started out just Audubon painting. We added in remodeling, but don't get me wrong. I don't accept any remodeling job. I'm very, very selective because I don't want to throw off my production systems and, you know, throw away margin there. Um, but I basically, when I was done the internship, I started my, my own team from scratch. So I didn't go the subcontractor route like a lot of people do. What I did, well, let me tell you this first. I started this business with $0. I actually wow. started this business with no money. And how I did that was come February of the next year, I knocked on doors, I booked jobs, and I took deposit checks. And I used those deposit checks to go buy all the equipment and the ladders and the production shit that I needed. So I did not put any money into this to start. I had no money to start. So I just had to go book jobs and promise those people that I was going to get it done (laughs) in a reasonable time. Then I had to rush to find painters. Um, So it was a mess. You could, it was coordinated, uh, coordinated chaos. Uh, but I was able over time to just solidly build crews. You know, I would take one guy, I would go paint with that guy. And when he was good, I pair him up with another guy. And right. then when they were good, I go start a new crew while that yep. first crew was working. And yep. you know how it goes from there. It's that's exactly, scalable. that's exactly how I did, did it with me. And I think the major key in there, and that's why I want to stop you here is the fact yep. that you went in there and actually painted. So you're a guy who comes in with this accounting information. You went to school for accounting and business you, you get yep. this internship, really, we're more intrigued with the business side of things. And my passion is finding, you know, not only people like you, but more so kind of helping the people that are the technicians, the, the people that are uh, yes. in the in the brush, learn the business side of things, because, you know, that's, that's going to, you know, help them tremendously. So for you, you actually went in there, you painted. And that's what I did, too. I went in, I painted for six months. I, and more so, I painted number one, because, I wanted to learn everything. I was always taught, like, you know, if you don't know everything that's going on in your business, you're at the mercy of who, of, of whatever someone else knows that you don't. So, for example, exactly. if, you know, if the guy who, if the only guy on my team knows how to spray, you know, um, <laughs> and I don't know how to spray, well, we're not doing soffits that day. So, it's like, <laughs> I, I, I literally remember this when I first started my business. Um, this happened to me. The guy who has been spraying all my jobs, I let him go. And um, I had to show up the next day and I knew this ahead of time, but I had to show up the next day and I literally had to learn how to prime a sprayer. I had to learn how to get it going, get it started. And I remember looking at the YouTube video in the front lawn of this lady's lawn uh, with, you know, with my two helpers. No, not just learning how to set it up and get it going, <laughs> you know, that's and insane. then that's the, that's what I had to do. So for me, after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to be here for every job and I'm going to learn this process. So that's kind of how you started, I assume. And then you took what you've learned, you kind of learned more so not just how to do the job, but you're learning who was working on your jobs and who to pair, what strengths, what skills, what, you know, all that stuff and who to pair them with. So that's kind of how you did it. And that's, 
Exactly. And it really becomes a big matchmaking game, which yeah. I think is beautiful. It's my favorite part of the week. It's, it's like fantasy up. football. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, play to str- you play to your guy's strengths. So if you have someone that's really good at masking, but he's not a good interior painting, right. you yep. know what crew he's going to be working that's on. That's right. You know? That's so, right. yeah. That's, that's like that's an art. Big, exactly. It, it, yeah. it very much is. It takes a lot of time to really learn your guys inside and out. And then once you pair them effectively, you feel great about, you know. So you let me ask guys. you this. Quick, quick yeah. question, because this, this skill set doesn't just come up out of nowhere. Do you have hospitality experience? Did you work in a restaurant? That's crazy. I, I, that was the only job I ever had. Besides, <laughs> I mowed lawns for a little bit. And then I, uh, I worked at a restaurant for two yeah. years. And the then reason, I, that, that was the it. Reason, the reason why I, I say that is because you have experience learning and knowing all sorts of different types of people. And because I, I used to work in a restaurant, so I, I can identify with this, this. And it's good that people are listening to this because this is a skill set that a lot of people should focus on. And it's really just knowing what type, like, and it's not just skill sets, not just what these guys are good at in terms of what skills they have. It's more so what their personalities are like is somebody, uh, you know, and I'm sure we can get deep into like the, how, how they identify personalities, but at the end of the day, there's somebody is more of an alpha personality. And if you pair somebody who wants to run the job and have a plan with someone else who wants to run the job and have a plan, well, you can either collide Flash. them and crash them, or you can create two crews with people that will follow that plan and be okay with that role. Is that kind of how you've been? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. You have to be able to pair. And, and honestly, people in this business, especially they're your greatest asset, but you got to know exactly, you know, what they want to be an asset at. So if you have an alpha that he wants, he's hungered by making more money. He wants to be a crew chief and, you know, have more responsibility. I've learned to, you know, pair them with a follower or two that's good at soaking up like a sponge, like someone sure. that's a good learner, but really doesn't want to take charge and, you know, do all that extra work. You got to pair them strategically. Sure. Like, so, like you said, it's an art. It is. So, so you got, how many employees do you have? Uh, right now we've got about 12. Nice. Uh, it's kind of, it's been like an accordion type growth. So I would grow really big and then I would lose my margin. So I would kind of cut the fat. And then I would try to slowly build back up with more quality people that, you know, cared more. And it's a, it's a big learning experience. Sure. Uh, the crew's always fluctuating. But So tell me, are these guys all getting 40 hours a week? Uh, just about. Yeah, I got, I would say eight to 10 right now, I get 40 hours. Some okay. of them are like 25 to 30. And then I do have like a big group of part-timers that do like 10 to 20, you know, just okay. here and there. Nice. And what is... uh? What is the cruise set up? Like how many jobs uh, are you doing a week? Mm, so with eight to 10 guys, I'll do two to five jobs, just depending on yep. the size. So I, I know with you guys, you have a minimum and you guys do a lot of bigger spray jobs, I'm sure, right? Um, you know, I'll tell you, I mean, I just, the way I have it set up now is that I'll do whatever I can to keep my team together. So we have yes. 10 uh, I have one guy right now. He is a uh, project manager. So his job is to do touch-ups to go yes. um, make sure. Yeah, dude, when you have somebody doing touch-ups full-time, bro, it's the best because, you know, they, they weigh on you, especially if, you know, it's been like a month since someone reached out to you. So that's, that's, that's a huge benefit for him. Exactly. Um, so I recently yeah. just transitioned how, how my business model works and I'll break it down real quick. So we have yeah. 10 painters, we have 10 employees, uh, five, a team of five, uh, and a team of four. And then the, uh, the tenth employees is my project manager. He's responsible for all things project management. He also now uh, goes and does the estimates. 
So he is okay. busy um, doing these multiple <laughs> things, but it was a promise that I made to him early on that he wouldn't have to paint anymore and he's embracing it. He loves it. So um, that's kind of, that's kind of what we got going on. But to go back to your question, I only take jobs that allow me to keep my teams together. And gotcha. I'm so, uh, I, I, this is like, it's like the military mentality, man. I don't skew away from it. I won't take cabinet jobs. I won't take anything other than exterior and interior painting. I'll let the other guys take it. There is enough interior and exterior painting to scale my business to 10 million if I wanted to. Exactly. It, you, you don't have to take on these other things if your processes are in place. So for us, we have a minimum, uh, minimum is 2450 for the day. So if the job is anything Solid. smaller than something that I could do for 2450, it's, it's not our job. And I explain that to the customer. I'm not rude about it. I just say, you know, we work in bigger teams. We're a little bit different than some of the other guys around here. And uh, we have a minimum because we keep our teams together just like that. I love that. And I like that you, you stick to your model and you know, if someone's looking for something different, they'll find someone different, but you stick to what you do best oh, yeah. and that makes it way more efficient for your team. Oh yeah. Cause they can learn, they can get better at their processes, you know, each job they're still learning. So that's exactly right. That's great. And I love, yeah. you know, how you touched on the project manager. I'm actually in the same boat where I have somebody that runs all sets up all these crews in the morning and then he hops on and he goes and sprays at a job. Like he's out right now spraying yep. the house where got guys masking. Um, and I met him in the internship. He was also an intern. Wow. And he was, I was the best sales intern. He was the best production intern. So you can imagine that connection for me. That's, that's the biggest thing that yeah, I you you know, guys, have it's, going it's, for me. It's like, um, it's like Tom Brady and Randy Moss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I> think <laughs> that was, that, that was dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. So I just want to transition now into, um, you know, some of the, the more granular things you have in place. So tell me about, you yes. know, who you're using for payroll. What's that look like? Yeah. So I, I actually have a local payroll company out of Belmar, okay. uh, pay, payday. Okay. And cool. they take care of, I just send them the hours. They make up the checks. They take care of all the taxes. Um, I have my pay as you go workman's comp now through them. Nice. So I don't even have to worry about workman's comp payments. That gets taken care of. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, they make it easy. At first I used a different payroll company that required a lot more out of me. And I found that, you know, the extra time was definitely not worth it. So sure. now I pay a little bit more money, but I get a way better service and I could put my time elsewhere, which is you know yeah. very important. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, man, is just, you know, the reason I'm asking about that is because I want to outline how easy it is, because I remember when I first started that it was intimidating to me to have, yeah. you know, payroll and pay taxes and all this stuff. So that's good that you got that system in place. So what's, I mean, what's, what's the growth for you, man? What direction are you trying to head in with your business? Well, I mean, I've scaled, uh, last year I did 500K, so I did half a mil. Nice. I really, I'm hungry to do a mil, and I wish I could say I was on track this year to do a mil, but I'm not. Okay. Uh, I'm probably closer to like 700K. Um, no excuses there with Corona or anything. You know, I definitely could have achieved that goal. I think I just lost focus, you know, at a couple moments, and you know, I'm a little bit behind where I want to be, but evidently I want to just keep growing this to a, to the point where I feel like every person in my production system is rock solid and is dependable. Um, and I'm at the point where my sales are just feeling saturated, which yeah. I'm not there yet. I feel like I could sell 10 times more than I do now. And it's so, just a matter of not overselling and then not having people to produce. You know, it's you got to take your time getting rock solid employees. Yeah. Which is, that's where I'm at. 
Yeah, right now. yeah, and that's the goal, man. And and I'm glad you hit on that. Is I'm so big about investing in employees that like I could just spend the rest of my life helping businesses <laughs> with that because if you have got good people working for you and you know how to lead good people. I mean, the sky's the limit. Like I'm, I'm able to literally be home in my home office every day. I don't even need to meet people anymore. And I'm able to do that because I've spent time hiring. You know? Yes. I mean, that's the the goal. So, you know, transitioning real quick, man, I want to ask you about your sales process. Now, this is what I'm passionate about is sales. So tell me some things that you're doing this working, but also things that you think you could improve on that maybe I could help you with. Yeah. So, uh, as far as the improving part, I definitely, definitely, you know, when I'm done explaining what I do, I want to hear more about your automations and how they work because that's one thing I do everything manually. I am the only guy right now that sells. Uh, I mean, every once in a while I have my production manager do an estimate if I'm in a tough spot, but I do all the sales. I sort all the leads and I book the jobs. So, I'm kind of in it heavy there. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things I could definitely make my life easier. Sure. sure. Um, as far as sales go, though, I feel like it's definitely my, my biggest strengths out of the three systems. Um, I, I really enjoy the process of, you know, you pose it that, you know, you're helping people. It's, it's all about helping people. And like every single job, we help people get the job done. And in exchange, they pay us, you know, that and that helps us grow. So right. it's one of those things where when I go in there, I don't go in there and do a hard close. I used to when I was in the internship, when I really right. needed to book a job, closing, yep. closing, closing, super important. But I'm at the point now where, you know, my reputation is so good. All of our leads come from word of mouth. Yep. I don't even really have to close. I just say, hey, this is my price. We do a quality job. We're not the cheapest price, but we focus on quality. If you want quality and you want to use our service, you know, we take 25% down, but take your time, you know, think on it, get other bids. I encourage people to go out and get other bids. And yep. 90% of the time they hit me up and say, I'm going with your bid, Sean, because I trust you because yep. I've heard good things about you. Yeah. Um, so I just, with sales, you know, I'm happy to just keep playing to my strength, keep helping people and, uh, you know, I, I feel like I could, like I said, I could sell 10 times more than I'm selling now. It's just a matter that I still spend time in production here and there, just working in new employees and getting a guy set. And right. as you, as you know, that's not a quick process. So I'm no, no. right. Yeah. So look, listening to what you're saying, man, you're the way you sell, like I used to sell cars. So when I came yeah. out of that, that's the only real sales experience I had. So aggression is like the only way you sell. If you don't, if you're not trying to close a deal, then, you know, you're wasting your time. So for me, I did have that transition period, but I'm glad I had that muscle um, when I needed it for when there was only a a couple jobs the next couple weeks. And I had to learn how to handle objections. I had to learn how to sit in there and take the heat. Not everyone has the luxury of being able to just say, get some other bids, call me when you're ready. They have, and and that says a lot about you because you have 12 employees. So if you're saying that, that means you're booked out you know, which, yes. which, which is a good thing. But, you know, when, when that, when that faucet slows down, you want to be able to have that, that toolkit and, and yeah. don't get it, don't get it. Don't be, don't be, uh, don't misunderstand me when I say aggression, that toolkit is essentially just knowing the right questions to ask and how to ask them, which, yes. you know, you know, it's a conversation for a different time, but where I'm getting at is I love, I love that process. I love the, the trustworthiness, the reviews, all this, it comes across different when someone comes in as a professional and says, get more estimates, try to compare us. It's going to be hard to, because 
we really focus on customer service. Our guys are great, that sort of thing. And people do tend to lean toward that. And if they don't, chances are they kind of feel like a little bit of regret because, exactly. uh, yes. you know, so, so we both know that it's strategic, however you slice it, but to go into what you're doing currently right now, I was in that position where you're setting up the jobs, you're, you're in the office, you're making sure everything's going smooth. And the more you can delegate production, the, the, the better. faster your company's going to grow. And it sounds like you're on your way to do that because you have somebody you trust. Um, yes. You know, it's just a matter of, outlining your responsibilities dude because when i first started i had probably a hundred different responsibilities from picking up the paint in the morning to ordering the paint to doing touch-ups to actually painting the job to answering the phone to like so if you outline all these responsibilities as you grow your business you need to start circling clumps of responsibilities on that list and handing them off to people right so it didn't take me long to start making my painters pick up paint in the morning. There's like a zero percent chance I'm ever walking into a paint store again. I just, (laughs) it's not happening, you know, I don't, unless I'm painting for my grandma. So, you know, for me um, that, you know, that's the delegation side of things, but in terms of automation, you know, technology can either be your friend or it can be your worst enemy. And, you know, in terms of technology, the way I see it is I don't even have an office admin and it's not that I don't want one. It's just when I've had one, what they would be doing is they would answer the phone and they would like take a message and then I'd have to call the person right away. So essentially they were just a filtering service that I was using, you know, and I'm not at a point now where I'm getting 20 phone calls a day. I can answer the phone five or six times at the most. And chances are the people that are calling me, they want to talk to me or they want to talk to my salesperson, Chris. So (laughs) <laughs> Either way, I mean, answering the phone is not a big deal. So that leaves the other things. That leaves following up with people, new leads. That leaves following up with people that have received estimates. Yes. You know, th- that means sending review emails. That means leaving notes about people. You should have a system that does this, whether it's our automations or whether it's you know uh, a random CRM. Having a a list of all the contacts that you've met in the last however long you've been doing this is the most valuable thing you can have. But having it work for you is a different thing. So, for example, if someone goes to your website and they put in a request, the natural action is to call them and schedule an estimate. Our automations do that automatically. They don't call them, but they send them a text message and an email with a booking link for them to book their own estimate. So I eliminated that time from my day. The customer's happy. They get a calendar invite, an email, and a notification that they have a booked estimate with premium painting. And, and that's then just what, touching the surface. And then it just, what, pops right into your calendar as well? Of course. Pops into my calendar, pops into their calendar. You know, it's a seamless series of events that is automated. So that's why I mentioned delegation. So that yes. task was once my task. And instead of delegating it to an office admin that I have to pay $400 a week, I delegate it to a software, you know, that does it for me for not even a fraction of the cost. So that's just for new leads. And then if the new lead doesn't uh, take that action, what we do is we string out drip emails. So the next day they'll get an email. The next day after that, they'll get an email. And what you'll find is that people just email you back on these emails. And then you just jump in. um, If they have a question or something, you could just jump in right there. Now, if you give someone an estimate, that's when it gets fun because we don't just send out emails and say, Hey, are you going to hire us? Hey, you're going to hire us. No, we send out product pictures. We send 
screenshots of awesome reviews. We send all this uh, stuff in the following days of them actually getting an estimate, uh, which gets them a little more excited about working with us. Because you know, when we go do an estimate, you want to just give them everything, man. Hey, this is how we started. This is the reviews we had. This is like, but you can't they do can that. They can only take so much. Yeah. Yeah. We call that fire hosing, you know? So you don't want to <laughs> go in there with a fire hose and just, you know, fire hosing. So instead of fire hosing, we drip. And that's the drip emails that they get with our company information, links. They could go to our Facebook. They could go to our website. And if you're the type of person that's encouraging people to wait a few days before they make a decision, what better for you than to have something where they're getting emails with your logo and your branding and your links uh, every, every couple of days to remind them, um, you know, that, that you're still there and you're, you're wanting to earn their business. Yeah, and especially with not having to actually put any time into it, having a CRM take care of it. I mean, that's beautiful. I'm sold on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. And it's cool, man, because it, it really is more for sales, man. Because like, yes. for me, I knew that I didn't know who got an estimate. I didn't know who needed one. And I wanted to create a solution for that. So that's kind of what this is. And you have an overview where you could see who gave, who you have, who needs an estimate, who's gotten one, who you've spoken to that's not ready for one, who's on the schedule yes. for one. Who yes. still needs who's whose job is pending and needs to get a review email? I mean, these are things that we want every customer to experience, and yes. we could do that in an automated way, and it gives me clarity. So that's kind of how this started. Uh, you know, everyone loves it. I mean, it's I'm, I'm I'm the only one doing it for contractors, and the cool thing is is that we set it up for you, so we don't just like give you the software and say good luck. We customize every email for your business. So it has your logo, your branding, all that stuff. And uh, all you have to do as soon as it's done is plug in your people and, and they're going to start getting followed up with. Now, could I import like an Excel sheet into that or? Absolutely. So you can send out blast campaign emails. Um, you can, wow. Yeah, it's pretty intuitive. So if you want to upload all your contacts into there and uh, shoot that out, you can definitely do that. Yeah, because I mean, that's what you were saying earlier about there's a difference between tracking it and acting on it. I mean, I have it all tracked. I've got every person I've ever talked to and I highlight in different colors, whether really? I estimated or booked, but <laughs> yes. it's different because I still have to manually act on any aspect of yeah. that system. So Absolutely. You, you just save you save me a ton of time with that automation. I mean, yeah, we got to get this set up for me. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll have to jump. We'll have to jump on it, man. But that's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it, it's cool, man, because you know you you have a marketing mindset and you have uh, the sales mindset, and you know again, your time is the most valuable asset you have. So anything exactly. that we could do to pass off our tasks that we have in a business um, and dish them out to different things, whether it's people or whether it's software, we need to be doing that because. You know, if you're bogged down with, uh, you know, going to the paint store, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. So kind of just, yeah, exactly. And that's why we're going to probably wrap this up, man. Um, I really, you know, I got one thing for you, man. I just kind of want to ask if you uh, were to give any piece of advice to somebody starting their business. Um, you know, obviously not everyone's going to start it the way you did uh, having the, I would say the blessing of an internship kind of just kind of give you some of the tools and tips, but somebody who really just, sees the opportunity in a painting business, sees that, uh, you know, if they, if they work hard, they can, they can achieve success in the painting business. What piece of advice would that be? Yeah. So I, I love that question. Uh, I have a couple of little small points here. The first one is it always seems like it's not going to work out before it works out. So if you get to the point where 
things are getting really tough and you don't know if it's going to work. You need to keep going. That's something okay. I've learned in any aspect of this game that you need to keep going. It's a total numbers game. So you need to hit your numbers and track your numbers. It might take you 20 contacts to get one person that's interested, but you need to hit your numbers over and over again, and they will build to where you want them to be. Um, and then one more point is expectations. This is, it's the biggest thing I've learned in my three years of running this company is that every expectation that you set matters. And I mean, automations for expectations would be even better, but manually, like when you're at the job and you set expectations, they need to be translated properly to your team or else you are going to have big problems. That's right. So how do you implement those expectations? Well, I, I, I initially set the expectations with the clients when I do the sale. And then I have a meeting with my production coordinator and we go over each job, the expectations that were set and what needs to be met and what can be compromised to make the job easier. And then that way he can take it and run with it. You know what I call those expectations? What's that? Promises. Promises. And those promises need to be kept. So if I'm selling a job and I'm relaying that job to somebody, he's got to keep the promises that I made. Yes. And when you do that, then you have a great experience. And, and yes. that's how you that's how you grow. I love it, man. Thanks for your time, Sean. I'm sure we'll connect again, man. It was a pleasure. I think you've given a lot of value to uh, the people that listen to this podcast. If you want to meet up with Sean or follow him, Sean, what's your, um, what's your Instagram uh, username for your business? Uh, for the business, it's Audubon Painting LLC. And uh, Audubon is A-U-D-U-B-O-N. Awesome. All right, connect with Sean. I'm sure... You might get a couple of questions from this, man. Have a great yeah. day, dude. I'm sure we'll connect and uh, maybe we'll get you set up with those automations. Thanks, Tanner. Happy to All have right, you talking. Thank you. Yes, sir. See ya. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So. Get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.